Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us here each week on the Dr. Pat Show. And as you know, I get to talk to some of the most incredible people, people not only willing to take a look at their own lives, but take a look at their own lives in the context of the bigger picture on how to create a world that all of us would want to live in. And so today, joining me, I have two very special guests today. Uh, first, at the top of the hour, I'm going to be speaking with Amir Rahman, who's joining me here today, and who has written a book about Dubai. And we're going to hear what Dubai is, why so many people have been attracted to it, and what the vision is for this group of islands. This is very interesting conversation. It is one of the conversations that shows up in pop cultures all over the world. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to have business leaders tap in to a new experience. And so the second part of the hour, I'm going to be joined uh, by Robert Wright. Robert's going to be talking to us about One Nation Under Debt and looking at what we owe, why this is an important conversation, and is this any different than any other time we've ever had. But coming out right now, uh, I am so thrilled that Amir Rahman is joining me here today. And, you know, he's bringing a conversation to us as an expert and global strategist and consultant to many Fortune 500 companies, formerly head of the strategic uh, for HSBC, and we'll talk a little bit about that, you know, one of the largest banks around, uh, written seven articles on business strategies in the Middle East, including a piece entitled Dubai, Inc., and so this is an interesting conversation, an interesting topic, and I'd love to welcome Amir to the show. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Well, isn't it kind of interesting to call a book Dubai, Inc., and yet Dubai is actually, you know, uh, a, a piece of our uh, geological construction on this earth. It's actually a place. Absolutely. Dubai is an emirate uh, within the, a country called the United Arab Emirates. So it's one of seven of the emirates within that country. And the reason why I gave the book the title Dubai and Company is that Dubai in that region, the Gulf region, is a very business-friendly place, and much of the strategies there uh, at the government level are designed to make it attractive for business. How did this place get to be the home of many celebrities? And what I mean by that is places that you know uh, celebrities love to go. And how did it become sort of this business center of the world? Well, you know, Dubai has, has a, had a very unique situation because it is, as I mentioned, one of the seven emirates in the UAE, and it's one of the emirates that has less oil. So Abu Dhabi, which is the capital of the UAE, has had much more oil and much more oil wealth, and Dubai has always been known as a trade center. So it was a commercial hub for the region, and uh, it really had to diversify its economy very quickly to make itself competitive. So Dubai's big uh, advantage, if you will, was that it realized it needed to have a more diversified economy than its neighbors, and then it went about some very concrete strategies to make itself a more attractive place for global business. 
Well, it is one of the most beautiful places. If anyone is listening to the show, I mean, certainly the book will talk about that. But if you're listening to the show right now, uh, one of the most beautiful uh, pictures or visions for Dubai, and I think they call it Dubai 2009, uh, is, is featured on YouTube. And, you know, all you need to do is go into Google and, and, and search for Dubai, which is D-U-B-A-I, and you'll get to check it out. I mean, you know, this is a vision, uh, Amir, that keeps growing and growing and growing. And, you know, some of the questions I think that come up is, you know, how has this, first of all, developed and what inspired you to write about it? Sure. Well, the vision, first of all, what inspired it was really the, the leadership of the rulers of Dubai. Uh, the current ruler's name was Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid al-Maktoum, uh, and his father, Rashid al-Maktoum, was the one who really authored the vision initially, which was to make this a business-friendly place. And it really began with some investments in not so uh, high-profile ways, but in investments that made a big difference for making the place a better place for business. So one of the first investments was around infrastructure. And they began by making their port, um, or rather their creek. Dubai has a creek that uh, sort of splits the city in half, and they made that deeper so that you could have more ships coming through. And then the biggest investment was in a free zone port called Jabal Ali. And that port was built in the middle of the 1990s. And once that port was built, it was much easier for international traffic to come through and for goods to pass through Dubai. You know... I have to tell you, I'm, I looked at the video, and I, I've watched this video, I can't tell you how many times, Amir, <laughs> because it is so fascinating. It looks like, you know, a structure that was built, you know, in a future century. It's so yeah. forward-looking. Absolutely. You know, and Dubai's always had that, that characteristic of being very future-looking. And, you know, it's quite interesting when they engage in these projects. So first was the port, and then these things like the Internet City, the Media City, uh, and various clusters that Dubai tried to develop, a lot of the pushback that came from people observing it was, well, you know, will there really be demand for this? You know, is there really going to be an appetite for the sorts of things that are being built? And what Dubai has found time and time again is that when they've built very attractive places, people have come from all over the world. So, in fact, the, um, they've seen the boom just persist, and it's really baffling a lot of people. It is baffling a lot of people. Do you think that because it's gotten, you know, the pop culture attention, especially here in the United States, that it's given it a sort of a new stardom? Absolutely. I mean, it, it certainly got a lot of, um, you know, star appeal here in the U.S. And I think, you know, especially in Europe, you see it even more than here in the States um, because it's a bit closer. And the U.K. in particular has a lot of affinity towards Dubai. In fact, uh, there are more Brits living in Dubai than almost anywhere else in the world, including some of the kind of mid-sized cities in, in the U.K. itself. Uh, well, you know, this is very interesting. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the book. I mean, you know, we understand why this has become so popular to talk about, but let's talk about, the, you know, the book and, and, and what people will expect to find in the book. What are really the hot issues? What should people know about Dubai and company? Well, the first point is that the book is about the, the Gulf region, mm-hmm. which is known, known as the GCC, the Gulf Cooperation Council, which is, is sort of an anal- analogous entity to the European Union um, in the sense that it's a regional association of six countries in the Gulf. Uh, Dubai is part of the UAE, which is one of the six member states of the GCC. But, uh, so the book is about the whole Gulf region, 
And the main point of the book is that this is a part of the world that no company can afford to ignore in its global strategy because it's one of the areas offering the most interesting growth and dynamism uh, in the years ahead. Well, it definitely has appeal for a lot of different reasons. Why has this become such an important place for people to to gather? I mean, why are why are we looking at multinationals, you know, integrating and coming to GCC and and looking at that in the strategy? And you know, this is kind of an interesting phenomenon in that you know it's almost as if if you're not plugged in here, you're really not in in top business. It's it's crazy. Yeah, no, I would agree with that, Dr. Patton. And there are three factors, really, that are driving the fundamental attractiveness of the Gulf region. The first factor is the prosperity of the region and what I call the sustained prosperity. That is to say that because of the energy prices being where they are today, you see a huge amount of wealth coming into the region, and this has been the case for the last sort of seven or eight years and it's expected to remain by most uh, forecasts. So there's a lot of wealth coming into the region, and what's happening is unlike previous oil booms, booms, more of it is staying in the Gulf. So the first factor is prosperity. Uh, The second factor is the attractive shifts in demographics of the region. See, what's happened is that the Gulf had its first boom in the 1970s, when, if you'll remember, there was the first boom in oil prices. Right and there was a lot of wealth coming into the region. However, at that time, the demographics were less attractive in that education was lower, the kind of institutions that were not in place for people to, to uh, be well-trained, to be well-traveled, to be well-connected. Now all of that has changed. So what you find is the Gulf consumer and people working and living in the Gulf are much more connected to the broader world and therefore much more attractive customers for global businesses. Well, you know, there definitely is a lot of information right now on the Internet um, about Dubai. I mean, many, 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 many articles on the Internet. YouTube has certainly flooded the market from everything from, uh, you know, looking at the, the future video uh, about Dubai to looking at accidents in Dubai. I mean, it's really kind of an interesting phenomenon right now. Yeah. yeah you no, know, absolutely. go ahead. No, no, absolutely. It's captured a lot of people's imagination. Uh, and I think it's, uh, it's only going to grow that, that fascination with Dubai. But, I, you know, really what's, from a business perspective, Dubai is very interesting. Uh, but the whole Gulf region itself needs to be understood in order to, to get the real picture on Dubai. Well, and that's part of the bigger conversation in the book, isn't it? It's really Absolutely. more about looking at the Gulf region as well and how actually misunderstood it is. Yes, it is. It's, it's very misunderstood. And I have a chapter on the book on the common misconceptions about the Gulf. And there are many, and a lot of them are very problematic and they lead to people forming the wrong kinds of business strategies. So one of the misconceptions, for example, is that the Gulf customer, quote-unquote, hates us. Right? And this sort of comes from a um, belief that the Arab customer is somehow anti-Western or anti-U.S. and therefore will never buy goods from the U.S. And you know, if you look at the commercial habits and shopping habits of people in that region, you find that nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, if you go to one of the shopping malls there, any shopping mall, but in particular in Dubai there's one called the City Center Shopping Mall. It's got about 400 shops. About 250 of those are American, and about 100 more are European. Um, so clearly there's a strong demand for American brands and American products, and it's not, uh, it's not that uh, there's any ill will towards the U.S. 
Well, it is an interesting phenomenon, and we're going to talk more about that. You know, I was reading that the first batch of homes on Palm Island sold out within three hours. That's right. Three hours. That's right. And you know what's happening there, Dr. Pat, is that it's very much of a global market. So what uh, what's happening is that pe- people like Richard Branson and uh, I believe Tiger Woods might have something there. So the people are buying who are not you know themselves located in Dubai, and they're buying it because it's a place they like to visit. So what's what's occurring in that real estate market is that it keeps going up and up because it's not dependent on regional demand. Well, and that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be uh, talking with Amir Rahman, uh, who has created a book called uh, Dubai and Company, Global Strategies for Doing Business in the Gulf States. Why is this an important topic? Why are so many Americans getting involved in this? And what do you need to know about Dubai? We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Louise Hay has shown millions of people how to heal their lives. You can be next. Now, Louise's inspirational life story is captured in the new You Can Heal Your Life, the movie. This loving portrait of Louise and the impact of her life work features guest appearances by Wayne Dyer, Cheryl Richardson, Doreen Virtue, and more. See the movie that's changing lives, now available on DVD. To watch a free preview, visit www.youcanhealyourlifemovie.com. Are you one of the millions of frustrated people who can't take off weight or keep it off on a low-fat or low-calorie diet? It's hard, isn't it? Well, don't despair another day. The Sugar-Free Miracle Diet is the answer to your prayers. I'm Karen Bentley, and I lost 130 pounds on this program. I'm also the founder and CEO of the Sugar-Free Miracle Diet Company. Go to SugarFreeMiracle.com, that's SugarFreeMiracle.com, and get started today. Are you starting a new business, signing a contract, or launching a new website or business product? Certified business and personal astrologer Madeline Gerwig uses good timing to give you the ideal time to start your new business venture. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com or call 877-524-8300. Attain higher business success and better return on resources with good timing. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com. Is one of your loved ones in crisis, or would you like to empower your family to prevent a crisis from occurring? Crisis Intervention Coaching has a goal to empower every family to overcome any challenge with education, strategy development, and ongoing support. Take the first step to create workable solutions and empower your family today. Visit CrisisInterventionCoaching.com or call the 24-hour hotline at 888-592-8400. Do you or a loved one have chronic pain? ABC Health Solutions introduces Ferroblock, a fabric that relieves chronic pain with no side effects. Ferroblock's unique construction of micro-thin stainless steel and nylon interrupts EMFs, or high-frequency waves, from damaging our cells, causing inflammation and pain. Call 253-631-8270 or visit 
abchealthsolutions.biz to see a short video regarding Ferroblock. That's abchealthsolutions.biz. From a place of special energy, the Sedona tools are specially crafted to work with the disruptive emotional energies of traumatic experience. You can release and resolve the past, move gracefully through the present, and attract the future you wish with power that's already yours. Your intent and creative visualization. Now work with the right tools. Visit thesedonatools.com. That's the S E D O N A tools.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We are thrilled to be having this conversation with Amir Rahman, who is talking to us about Dubai. He's written a book, Dubai and Company Global Strategies for Doing Business in the Gulf States. Uh, you know, this is a breakthrough book in a lot of ways. And I want to make sure that folks have uh, the website so that they can find out, first of all, more about uh, Dubai, but, you know, how to get a copy of this book. So, Amir, why don't we give out um, your website as well? Sure. So it's www.ramaninstitute, and Raman is spelled R-E-H-M-A-N, institute.com. Uh, and for those of you that want to find out more about Dubai, it's very easy to do. I mean, there are a number of different ways you can do it. You can certainly go to Dubai.com, www.dubai.com, and check it out. As I said before, you can get on uh, Google or YouTube and take a look at the videos that are being done there, and, and you know, and, and take a look for yourself. I mean, you know, visually, uh, uh, Amir, when we look at this. It is, it is in contrast to what we see when we start to move inland, but it is a beautiful cluster of these islands. And, you know, some people believe and are concerned about the very infrastructure. I wanted to hear from you on that. Sure. No, these are all man-made islands that you see. The Palm Island yeah, is man-made, and then there's the, uh, the, I think they call it the universe or the world, which is a different project that they have to have islands representing different continents uh, on Earth. And there's some concern about the environmental impact of this dredging and creating these man-made islands. That's one. Uh, And another one is more mundane, which is around the roads and and the access points for these various islands and how that will be managed. But, you know, Dubai's always been quite good at building infrastructure when they need to. Um, So it's more on the environmental side that some folks have raised concerns and, and they're looking into making sure that it stays sustainable. You know, from your experience, I mean, you you are writing about more than just the beauty of of these islands and the infrastructure. You're you know, you're basically looking at a bigger picture. You're looking at the awareness in the Gulf and why there is such a lack of awareness in the Gulf and and in European business circles. And you know, let's talk about that for a minute. Um, you know, it's it appears that Dubai, you know, one of the missions is to attract uh, a heightened level of business. Uh, especially in looking at uh, how to implement and discuss and, and launch those businesses. You know, why do you think there's such a lack of awareness? Well, you know, I think there are a couple of, of very good reasons for that lack of awareness. 
The first is that the Gulf has not been an attractive place for business except for the last 30 years or so, which is a relatively short time from a, from a business perspective. So therefore, many people who are now in positions of senior leadership have never looked at the Gulf seriously from a commercial perspective. So that's, that's one reason. Uh, another reason is that people tend to conflate the Middle East and think of it as one homogenous region. Oh, exactly. And so when you see things like the war in Iraq and conflict in Palestine and Israel and a lot of difficulties uh, in that part of the Middle East, people then tend to think, oh, well, it's not a good place to do business, whereas, in fact, the Middle East has several clusters within it, and the Gulf is a very attractive place for business. And this is really part of what your, uh, your mission is, to make us more aware and, you know, make people aware of the opportunities and beyond. I mean, you know, if we have this global, what I call is generalization of, of what is to be, then how do we get a new perspective? How do we create a new paradigm around this? Well, you know, I think trade and commerce, and one reason why I think this book has some good potential is that trade and commerce has always been a way for various civilizations to connect and to get to know each other better. And I think, you know, the Gulf represents within the Islamic world a place which, that's very business-friendly, very comfortable for international companies to, to operate. And I think it's a very important way that we uh, build ties by having good trade relationships. And the, uh, the Gulf region, as I said, is a very attractive place, and it's going out of its way to make itself welcoming to U.S. companies. Well, and, you know, this is, uh, again, part of the reason that you, you've written this book, and I, and certainly has become, you, you know, Dubai has become a, a big conversation in, in pop culture. Uh, and so, you know, let's talk a minute about what, uh, what folks would need to know about doing business in this region. Sure. Well, you know, one of the things that's very important to realize is that all six members of the Gulf region have joined the WTO, the World Trade Organization, and therefore they are liberalizing their laws. Uh, however, there still are some ownership restrictions in most, uh, actually all GCC countries have restrictions of some sort. So if you want to enter the market, uh, there are different ways to do it. It can either be done through free zones, which were pioneered, pioneered by the UAE, and these are areas in which international companies can own their assets 100%, or you can enter the market through the regular onshore market, in which case you need a local partner uh, with whom you share equity, and then you can have a business in the kind of main center of the city. Well, you know, this is a big conversation. I want to mention to everyone right now that we have a couple of copies of the books to give away, and all you'll need to do is call in the Voice America number, and Harry will take down some information for you, 866-472-5787, 866-472-5787. We'll take the first two callers that call in. If you have any questions, please feel free to come on air. Uh, but we have two copies of the book, Dubai and Company, to give away to our listeners, which is really fabulous. Uh, and again, that toll-free number is 866-472-5787 or 5788. Let's get some information from you, and we'd be we're thrilled to give you a copy of the book. You know, Amir, as, as you look at, you know, what you've decided to do in terms of your own career, in terms of your own interests, mm-hmm. um, you know, what is it about the Gulf region? What is it about Dubai, you know, that holds a sense of hope and prosperity for people? 
You know, it's it's. I've seen a lot of regions in my in my work, as you mentioned in the beginning. I've been a consultant to a global companies and looking at where they can grow uh, anywhere in the world. And I find that what's most interesting about the Gulf region is the combination of number one, its fundamental prosperity. So the the wealth that's coming in, the demographic shifts, and the regulatory change. So these three factors together making it a very attractive place for business. So on the one hand, it's a very good place to grow. Um, so that's that's part of what makes it very interesting to me. And on the other hand, the the relative lack of understanding or awareness of the region is such that it makes it a very interesting thing to talk about. So for me personally, I felt that this was a region that I understood that uh, is very important for business in the world today, and a lot of people haven't yet uh, learned about it. So it seemed like a very important thing for me to work on. It, it is very important, and we hear names like uh, you know David Beckham and and people that have also paid attention to you know the abundance and the prosperity energy around this aspect, this part of the world. Uh, you know, when we're looking at this conversation and and people are reading the book, what do you want readers to take with them? What do you want readers to know about Dubai and about what you are so interested and passionate about? Well, you know, the first thing I, I want them to know is that it's a, a region that is here to stay. So the Gulf region, uh, in my view and in the view of a lot of other experts, is a region which can expect to be part of the business world and a, and a place where it's very important for global strategy for the foreseeable future. So it's not a fad, but rather it's a place that we need to know about going forward. That's the first basic point. The second point that's important to realize is that the Gulf Markets have a lot of their idiosyncrasies, so there are some things about them that are obviously unique and different, but overall, they're not that different from other emerging markets. So what, that means, what I mean to say there is that the companies that have grown in Latin America, companies that have grown in Asia, can also expect to grow in the Gulf if they have the right strategies that fit the region. So, you know, when we take a look at this and we look at the economy and we look at the, and, you know, as many people as point, have pointed to, look at the prosperity aspect of this, you know, we're looking at global business in a really different way. I mean, this, this may seem you know, sort of uh, very common in terms of where the wealthy, you know, congregate, where they do business. But, you know, clearly there is something underlying here that is very different than the normal gathering meeting place. Is that correct? Sure. I mean, there are some things that are that are quite uh, quite unique, but a lot of that has to do with the historical um, development of the region. So what's happened is because of the the boom phenomenon that has made the region very prosperous, we found that the Gulf became very wealthy before it had the institutions in place that you typically find in wealthy countries. So a lot of what you see today, for example, you, you may be following the joint ventures between universities here in the U.S. and elsewhere. Uh, and the Gulf countries. So, for example, Cornell has a campus in Qatar, as does Georgetown, and NYU just announced something with Abu Dhabi. So you find that these institutions now are coming in to the region, and it's a, you know, typically you would have the universities in place before you have the prosperity because that, you know, the universities come, people get more educated, and then they uh, perform better economically. Well, you know, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. You know, Amir, thank you so much for joining us here today and for this incredible book, Dubai and Company. Thank you for your interest, and thank you for taking a different message out into the world. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Dr. Pat. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Robert Wright, One Nation Under Debt. What is this about? Have we always been in debt? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Lights go out and I can't be seen. Tides that I tried to swim again. 